Welcome to Talking Galactic, where Joyce and Lane Keller deliver real-time, real-world tools to help us out of the manipulated programming and connect to our divine purpose. They do this with the help of master teachers who are actively working to help humanity. Let the demystification of abstract concepts and astral wisdom heal you of disillusionment, inaction, limiting mindsets, and release you from the Matrix stronghold. Hello, Joyce. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Galactic. Good evening. Good morning. Whenever you're hearing us. (laughs) (laughs) Could be anywhere in the world right now. I have responses. I'm sure you do too, Elaine, but responses coming in from all over the world. So I know we're being heard and that's wonderful. What are they saying? They're saying that they love your show. So they they love hearing your show. They love hearing what we have to say. Oh, far out there for some people, but they're catching up and they're moving right along. And a lot of people are right on board. It's really terrific hard to tell if we're out there or not i think we're normal but i guess we aren't a lot of people don't even accept channeling they're having a problem with that so that's very basic even though millions of people are channeling now and they're finally saying oh i've been doing that all along i just didn't know that's what it was called i think there's a tremendous conflict in a lot of people's minds between religion and what we're bringing which is not really structured it's just light and truth people are contacting you who have more of a religious background a lot of them do it's so ingrained into society and it's so hard to lose religion because it's such a foundation of our thinking and our growth process yeah so difficult so we're outside of conventional thought It's beyond that. So you're reaching up to higher consciousness. To me, what we talk about is actually not that out there, not to woo. It just feels normal, but hey, not to change the subject, but what do you think about the the Georgia Guidestones going down? That's amazing. How far away from them are you? I think they're about six hours, but... Once you got here, I thought we would go do a field trip and do a reading on them, but I guess now we can't. (laughs) I think that they'll do more destruction because the job wasn't done of destroying the stones. Somebody sent a very interesting article today, and it really went into depth about how vile and terrible that whole area is in the underground tunnels. They're setting it up as another Denver airport satanic center. And that there's everything horrible you can think of in this region of Georgia. Uh, What do you say about that? I wondered why certain people got sent here. That makes sense now, don't you think? What you're saying is incredibly interesting. I remember years ago, I went to Conyers, Georgia. Now, Conyers was famous. This is a roundabout answer, but I'm getting there about Georgia, which is full of surprises and joys and challenges. Years ago... There were visions and appearances of the Holy Mother in Conyers, Georgia. And of course, your dad and I went. Walking on the grounds was fabulous. There weren't any apparitions when I was there. They had just pretty much finished. But the energy was still there. So I love Georgia. And 
I'm sorry, there was destruction. What do you think about that? I, at first, I was extremely happy because I'm thinking a symbol of our oppression just came tumbling down. But then the more I learned about this spot, the more disturbing it became. Not that I'm disturbed because that would mean I'm emotionally invested and I'm not because we've moved into this, call it a different paradigm or a different dimension, if you will, where we're really just observing the, the Penelope that's going by, the ridiculous circus, which is unfortunately tragic for a lot of people. At first, I was quite happy that it had gone down. And then the more I read about it, the more I said, oh boy, we've barely touched the tip of the iceberg in this location. Anyway, do you think that it's connected to a deeper satanic underground control network? Okay, so the question is, are the Georgia gemstones connected Wait, to... Guidestones. Yes, I'd like some Georgia gemstones. <laughs> the Georgia guidestones merely a marker. And in this particular article, it said it was pointing toward the four directions and they named them. And it's connected to a larger grid, a World War II grid with Germany and Poland. And then there's Masonic templating. It really goes... Deep. It's very layered. So I, that, that's why I couldn't answer your question because it is so layered and I'm not sure exactly what you're asking. I'm sorry I call them gemstones. I was thinking of jewelry. All right, please rephrase the question. If we're reaching out to spirit, what is the true meaning of the guidestones and are they merely just the beginning of a huge underground network? There were many people involved with this. The people who took it down, I feel were like two or three three men and there was one woman who was a lookout she was looking to see if anyone was coming so they weren't able to really do the job but again i do feel they will be back they'll try again but spirit is telling me that indeed it's a very complicated network and you're just seeing the surface of it they were trying to duplicate in some way america's very own stonehenge but nobody is even certain about what stonehenge is nobody really even knows so you'd have to dig about that also. But again, you have the ley lines that are involved. And the main question, I have to cough. <coughs> Excuse me, the spirit tries to speak through me. Sometimes I lose my voice. The main question is are the Georgia stones <laughs> part <laughs> of a satanic network? Is that the question? Can we go deeper and find out what these are all about? Is this a, a, another Denver? airport situation which is a major satanic nexus the, the reason it's almost impossible to answer your question clearly is that that it, it's a mixture yeah it's a mixture of good and bad it's people who are well-intentioned who were trying to warn us about a coming war and about a lot of things there that were possibly on the horizon that was the good part because there were so many people involved a lot of it was a biblical prediction mixed in with new age prediction mixed in with people's own intuitive feelings it's really a hodgepodge of energy and is it on ley lines that are similar to what they have in, at the airport in denver where you have the underground tunnels that go miles and miles very deeply yes it's all connected the individuals involved in trying to take it down, their intention was to bring down a symbol of our oppression, right? Yes. Yes, okay. that's true. Okay, good. At least we know that much because there were rumors abounding that it was maybe deliberate by the deep state 
Oh, and Arcturius agrees. He thinks it could be a ploy by the deep state. Is, is there another red flag, Arcturius? Yes, okay. he said yes. Yeah. The audience plays about Arcturius. Oh, he is, he is a canine. And he, well, you tell me, he's a, he's, is he human in a canine body? The name Arcturius comes from our Arcturian friends, also from King Arthur, who did try for unity. Arcturius's predecessor, Spartacus, was named after the gladiator who was trying to free the slaves. Our pets have very important jobs. <laughs> yes. And the interesting thing is that canines are, and cats too, are really a manifestation or expression of spirit energy in many cases. They're not just purely animals. You have, like you hear hmm. about cats running into buildings, a cat that never did anything for anyone will go into a burning building and drag out six people. No, that's how spirit works. It's like angels will do that. They'll say, look, here's a cat, we'll take him. And you need some physical connection in many cases. So in the case of your new dog, how long have you had him, Elaine? So he's got, he's almost six months now. Wait, uh, yeah, he, he's going into a six month. I've had him for three months. Okay. Do you ever notice when you look in his eyes, can you tell there's a person inside? Oh, he's, he is so wise and so intelligent. I think that there's a person in there. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I think what happens is that people will, overlay is not a good word, but I don't know what other word to use. They will act with animals and they'll express, like people who cross into spirit or angels or guides or whatever is manifesting as you need it, they will manifest through the animal. And I feel that your dad comes through a lot mm. through Arcturus. And also, you have a, a lot of teachers who work with him. Animals, <laughs> I don't want to talk about familiars, but... It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with cells. Spirit often gives me names, words to describe situations, or it gives me a flash of an image and it answers a question very succinctly and a very clear image. But with Spartacus, I got the words familiar. So what I wanted to say yeah. is that cats are usually used much more. All witches have cats because cats are much more easily used by familiar spirits for some reason. Dogs are just too playful and full of fun, and, but oh, cats yeah. are much more placid. Okay, I'm using the wrong word. It's not familiar. It's my other. O-T-H-E-R. I misspoke there. My other. That's what they kept saying to me. I take that to mean he was part of myself. Part, uh, he's an expression my, of your higher self. They just kept saying my other. Now familiar is about casting spells and we're not about that, you nor I. I think animals are extremely important because they will take on negative energy for you and they know how to have it cleansed oh. more easily. Oh my goodness, yes. Unfortunately, they succumb to it. Yeah, but they, not always. It's only if they're old and fragile or they no. choose to go. Spartacus succumbed to it and it was a long battle, three years. He fought valiantly. He tried very hard to stay here and he couldn't. In the end, he couldn't. But he did a lot of cleansing and his work was done. So Arcturius now is picking it up. If anyone's working with him, they may find it particularly hard because he's really a puppy energy. He is rambunctious and adorable and all over the place and gnawing on things. And he wants to, he wants nothing to play. Whoever is working through him, I hope they're having fun. Because right now yeah. I have to play with a bone. I have a bone and a stuffed animal in my hand. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. You know what? It's so easy for animals. 
again, there's no English word for this, but for animals to become portals. Oh. And so a portal is where spirit energy can come through and work with them or leave and come and go. With humans, it's a little bit more difficult and it's so easy to be possessed. That's not true with animals. They don't have that same possession form unless they're very ill or old or something like that. It's like then they just would choose to go. They get rid of the body. Just can't. It doesn't have the ability to have that resilience that a younger right. animal would have. We did just roll out a show with Andre Shirley called Animal Connections. She is a wonderful communicator who works in South Africa. We only had the first episode so far. She's explaining on the show how she came to animal communication and how it works for her. She was able to read Spartacus before he left and did a very accurate communication. That's terrific. <laughs> so what did she say and when can people avail themselves of well, the life source information? Tell us more. It's the, the link is always provided down below and it's lifesource.global to get to our website. And from there, it can link you to our YouTube channel, our Brighteon channel, Anchor and Spotify for actually, it's not just podcasts anymore. You can watch videos on there as well. So Andre will be rolling out these shows regularly. I'm not sure what the frequency will be, but probably every three to four weeks will be a new show. Aside from working with the animals themselves and explaining how it works, she'll be delivering messages from the animal kingdom. And particularly interesting because she lives down there with more safari type animals, the leopards What's and the panthers. Really? Oh, that's exciting. What did she say or... about Spartacus? So before you Aww, finish that. She read a picture and said he was a warrior and that we'd been together many times. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And do you know that Arcturus is now zooming around, I don't know, high-speed locomotion? That's very interesting. Is he trying to get your attention? That's really fascinating. I don't know if she's so much about giving readings, although she might be moving in that direction, doing one per show, an animal reading from a viewer, but I'm not sure yet. Like all our shows, they're in development. And as we grow, they grow and the direction becomes more sure-footed and clear. Right now, she's giving more of a background, how it works, and how you can do it yourself. That's terrific. The internet is so amazing because it's pushing people's consciousness at such a rapid rate. And I saw something last week about a dog and cat that used to live together and the dog passed away. <sighs> but the cat continued to play with the dog. And it showed the video of the dog in spirit, playing with the cat. The cat really didn't even acknowledge that the dog had passed. The playing was exactly still the same. Like they were playing, everything was exactly the same, except the dog was not physically there. And I said, that's so amazing. This is the most fascinating video I've ever seen. That's really I'm amazing. Sorry. Now, in your work that you do, you I know you find you found lost animals. Do you communicate with animals yourself? I can. Anybody can. You just sit there with your dog or your cat or your alligator, whatever you have, and you say, you have a little water nearby, or you know, a little bowl of water, and they'll probably drink it. But in any case, you just say to the dog or your cat, what would you like me to know? They'll take on illnesses. That's one thing they're very good at. They'll help you to heal. If you say, would you mind helping me with this? They'll say, sure, okay. They can do a lot of healing, but you have to ask them, how can you communicate with animals? You just talk to them and they'll understand you. Most animals are about the age of a three-year-old or a four-year-old. Would you say that Spartacus was about the same or more advanced? 
I think he was way beyond three, four years old for sure. What would you say, about seven? I think older, wiser, mature, understanding. I think he was more like 30. So he was a full-grown animal consciousness. I'm very happy that he's doing so well. Does he ever communicate with you? Other than throw this ball? <laughs> Why are you still working? This is playtime. Well, you can't play 24-7. <laughs> I don't think he has a lot of sophisticated thoughts yet. He's still at a young pup age. He's only six months old. So he's still learning and growing. Animals are so amazing. You can teach them anything you want. You can teach them to count. You can teach them. I know. All right. I need about 20 assistants and then I can do that. <laughs> Add that to the list of to-dos. I am in the middle of trying to potty train him still. So let's just say that I'm a little slow on the learning curve of my own. What else is going on this week? Anything interesting happening? There's the whole abortion debacle and them sending out squads against the right to lifers. There's Putin. Let me just ask you a question. What do you think about Putin? I think the angels are working through him. What about the people who say he's the ultimate evil on the earth? I would say... How and why? Give me some examples. What is he doing? Because he's not hurting the Ukraines. He's freeing them. Do you think he has caused any damage? I think that there is going to be collateral damage, but all the reports that are coming from inside Russia and inside Ukraine and not manipulated by the Western media or the globalist media, let's say, are saying that the Russian soldiers are helping them. They're not hurting them. The Ukrainians are the ones firing on their own people. And you know what? Excuse me, Arcturus. You know what this reminds me of? Is the what? whole debacle in the former Yugoslavia. Same scenarios. Sending in the fake bad guys, blaming the atrocities on the wrong parties, whereas the real atrocities were perpetrated by their own people at the behest and manipulation of the West. Again, I shouldn't use the word West because it's not just Western, it's globalist, at the behest of the globalists. The things that I'm hearing are very similar to what occurred in the 90s. What do you feel intuitively about it, like your own feelings? Do you feel that the war is going to end soon, or how do you think things are going? I think he's going to go after the deep state on every level. That's my intuition, gut reaction. He's just begun. Yeah, but I feel he's not well, though. I think he had oh. colon cancer or stomach cancer or something. Oh, that's bad news. There's cures, if he can get access to them. Would you like to talk about cancer? I don't know specifically about colon cures, but there's plenty of cancer cures. What do you think about the cancer cures that are being offered to the public at this time? The fact is that so many people have cancer. And they're not making the connection between diet, sugar, mold. If somebody I loved or who was close to me enough to actually listen because most people won't listen I would say the very first thing to do is to get on a raw diet and cleanse yourself and get an excellent detox going go down to the Gerson therapy clinic Gerson, uh, let me okay. see where they're located because they work with the raw diet now moving on from that I don't know which protocol is the best one for which cancers, but you've got Dr. What was his name? Burkowski in Mexico who got kicked out of the- Brzezinski. That is the cottage cheese and flaxseed among other, he utilizes a lot of different protocols. If it was a person I'd loved, I'd get him on a plane the next day and get him down there. I think he also has a clinic in Texas, actually. Yes, definitely in Texas. Okay, but- 
the one in Texas is under the restraints of the United States government, obviously. But they probably see you there and then send you down to Mexico. Okay. Can you right. please talk about sugar? Sugar creates a highly acidic environment. Sugar is a toxin, especially white refined sugar, but brown also. Brown is terrible. It's laden with chemicals. It's not natural by any means. Neither is raw. Sometimes it's just dipped in coloring. Anyway, sugar is a toxin. It's one more thing your body needs to fight off. And worse than that, it causes huge overgrowth as candida, cancer, fungus, all related to sugar. I wanted to say that when people get chemotherapy, at a certain point in the process, they are given cookies and juice and sugar-laden substances to keep them energized. One of my friends who had cancer and was cured was going through a chemotherapy process. And he said, why are you giving me sugar when I'm receiving chemotherapy? So the connection is not made yet because Domino and sugar companies obviously don't want that to be known that there's a connection between sugar and cancer. People are starting to slowly but surely acknowledge that it encourages tumor growth. And I'm not saying chemotherapy is wrong. In some cases you need it. I personally would probably never get chemotherapy. There are a million other things to try first. It's not just the sugar companies don't want you to know that it causes disease. Big pharma controls the world. Cancer is a trillion dollar industry now. Who would want to stop that money trade? I have to tell you something really disgusting. Okay, you ready? How disgusting. You may know about this already, but you know that the oriental medicines are all Ayurvedic and Chinese medicine, Korean medicine, Japanese medicine. No, we're not allowed to say oriental anymore. See, I was trying not to use that word. I'm sorry for interrupting. Of course, you're right. I, I should not use that word. I have no idea why I can't say that. It was because it was derogatory and they were very misused in the earlier part of last century. And also in this century, it's deprecating, not by us, yeah. but it was used I, in a deprecating way. That's so shocking to me because I just love that word. And I love those people. And I'm so Chinese, even though I look like I'm American. Dr. Wong's my other father. I oh. love that man. We're colorblind in our family, which is why it's mystifying to us that it's a bad word because we have only used it in the highest appreciation and respect. I know what I, yeah. thank Sorry. you for so saying, what were you, saying? you were saying okay. I, okay. something, something disgusting. disgusting. Okay. Now this is very, I can't say Oriental. It's very Chinese. Let's say that. Okay. And maybe it's Ayurvedic also, but the use of leeches. See, I told this is disgusting. I, I thought you were going to talk about drinking urine. This is less <laughs> disgusting than that. And have experienced the miraculous health benefits. But... I know. Okay. I just wanted to talk about how backward the AMA is. I know someone who has, I don't know how to say this, a real need for leeches because there are clots and there are Co coagulation and blood that's stuck and huge swelling of the body. And this person is going strictly with American medicine. And this person has cancer also, of course. So I said, it would be really great if you went to, again, I want to use that O word, like you said, I can't say it. If you went to a Chinese practitioner and had leeches, put on the swollen area that's congested blood 
it would be gone in a heartbeat and they would throw the leeches away. I think that's brilliant. Dr. Wong always had leeches and he always had snakes because that's probably the best way to get down high blood pressure to use reserpine and anything from serpents. R-E-S-P-I-N-E, serpines, obviously from snakes. My father, the pharmacist, always was giving reserpine to people who had mental problems, high blood pressure problems, blood problems, all from serpents. I know the value of snakes in American medicine. So I said to this person with this huge swelling of clotted blood that they cannot, they keep draining it. And this person has to have surgery over and over again where they open this person up and they pull out blood and they try to drain it. And I'm thinking, this is so pathetic. It's so mm -hmm. pathetic. And to deal with chemotherapy and bloodletting, it's crazy. Well, but they have to learn for themselves. You can't tell a person what to do. I am so stupid. I actually said, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> and I was immediately smacked down. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, let's change the topic. And then I was even more stupid because I said, do you remember? I hope this person's not listening. Do you remember? I hope they are listening. No, because it's the end of a relationship and I don't want to end. Matter? I've already ended. I'm talking about saving the person's life. I hope they're listening. 10 years ago, both people living in this house, and you know who they are, both had a serious mold, M-O-L-D problem in the wall. And I said, gee, that's not a good idea. You have to fix that right away. And they took their time. But both of these people to this day are struggling with cancer. So we have a serious issue with mold mm -hmm. that has to be addressed. If you have one black spot anywhere. But a lot of people have mold and they don't even know it. It's not even detectable by the nose sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you see one black spot or you'll open a wall or something like that, or it'll be leaking in the bathroom. It's usually from a bathroom leak. The most offensive thing is then to be told there's no connection. And then my next favorite horror story is refusing to accept the psychosomatic mind-body connection. When will people learn that we are multiple energetic fields in one? That our physical body is only one small manifestation of all of it. So I said to this person who has cancer, and he's going through great heartbreak and breakup of relationship. Gee, do you think there's a connection? Oh, and this gee. Person, <laughs> and this sorry, person it's said, not even funny. Yes. This person said, absolutely not. It's purely physical. And no. I said, it's, 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 are you kidding me? What's no, no, this is, I'm talking about what's going on. And, too. I know who you're talking I, this about. This is going on in the American Medical Society as we speak. This is going on today because these clinics are very busy and very filled up with people who are being charged thousands and billions of dollars. After I annoyed this person with a psychosomatic, which means mind-body connection, I said, you were the person who told me years ago about Louise Hay. And this person said to me, well, that doesn't apply in this case. Oh, is it possible to become more stupid as you get older? It's possible. It's beyond comprehension because this person was quite aware and awake at one point and now seems to have gone backwards. Maybe grief and illness will do that to you. I think it's being brought on herself. I was trying so hard to say, please, Please, God, please let this person make the mind-body connection. I don't see how it's possible that she can't make the connection. She already no. knows it. 
She's known it for years. I almost had a fight. So I didn't want that to happen. No, so. because it's not going to help. Hey, you have to back up a second. A couple of things. Sure. So number one, if there's a mind-body connection, then how come a simple remedy can cure something without us going deeper and figuring out what caused it? Because sometimes the mind will release it and say, this is stupid. Why should I hold on to this? Sometimes the mind connects to the higher mind, which is God, the God connection. Something will click. Maybe you go to sleep and one of your guides will speak to you. I can't really give you a specific, but go back to the urine question. Wait, I have more to add. I want to discuss more. Well, well, can hold on to the urine thing a second. Ah, get it? Hold on to the urine. I think you're <laughs> hilarious. You've always been hilarious. Go ahead, Lane. Okay. I'm so sorry. Arcturus has decided that this is the time that he's going to become highly vocal. He's obviously wanting to converse with us, but he doesn't have vocal cords. So huh. isn't that sad that animals don't they have vocal have cords? Them. They should have them. Let's manifest some for him. He needs them. But I have to move on to something else. Very interestingly, I want to share this remedy with people. This is crazy. But remember, dad used to have arthritis in one finger. Uh-huh. Well, I had arthritis in one finger and it was keeping me up at night. It was so painful. So I got online and I bought high dosage of bromelain. I've used a lot of turmeric and turmeric does nothing for me. Now I know a lot of people use it. It's, it's inflammation cure-all, but it doesn't seem to work for me. Maybe I'm not taking enough. Anyway, so I use bromelain, pineapple enzyme, 1700 milligrams. And I took three of them and gone. And I could bend my finger again for the first time in weeks. When I think of bromelain, I think about the pool that we used in our condo in New Jersey. And it always smelled of bromelain because they used that instead of chlorine. Ooh. There was this tremendous smell. So I said, why are they using that? They said, because it's less toxic than chlorine. Okay, so a good point to make here is not everything works for every person. And that's why you need a pendulum. No, the pendulum worked for me for years and then suddenly it didn't. I was influencing it too much. It's just a tool anyway. You don't need that thing swinging around. You can just feel the energy yourself. You're very good. Mm, not as good as you. <laughs> and oh, <no>. Stop that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I want to move on to borax because you're talking about mold. Wait, and go borax. back to bromelain because after you have surgery or any kind of injury, like if I injured myself, you always brought me pineapple. It helps you heal. So pineapple and bromelain, that's terrific. Okay, now, well, I'm sorry, okay, you were so to say what? Other people, not me, are saying, because I, I used it just for that one specific reason and literally took three capsules and that was it. Terrific. But anytime I have an inflammation issue, I will run to the bromelain. Anyway, I wanted to move on to borax because you're talking about mold. You know what I mean by the borax? Of Any course. Mean? I'm old enough to know about borax. 20 and the whole, uh, uh, Wait, the mules. <laughs> 20, mule, 20 mule team borax, which you can right. still buy at Walmart for $7. It even went up from five. You could still get it for five, <laughs> seven. And it's cured. So mules, mules. <laughs> you have to be very careful if you're borax because you can poison yourself. And that is the truth. But you have very minute amounts, like an eighth of a teaspoon in a gallon of water and drink it over the course of the day. And that makes it safe or just do even less than that if you want in order to test it out but that is also very good for mold you could spray it around you can also do bleach bleach is really toxic 
but you can use borax for parasites. You can wash your hair with it. I haven't done these uses, but I did take it upon myself to get several boxes just so I have it in case they take it off the market because they do that. I just heard about camphor today. Do you know about camphor? Yes. You put it under your bed when there are spooks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's supposedly very cleansing for your area. But also if you have hundred percent pure camphor wearing a little cloth bag around your neck, just like our grandmother's grandmothers used to do, it prevents you from getting the flu, influenza, pandemics, anything sound familiar? Guess who banned it? FDA. Yeah, Very close. So borax is another one of those cure-alls. You get a big box for $7. It'll last you your life and your family's lifetime. You'll still be using the same box. Is it a teensy bit harsh? That's what I said. You have to be extremely careful. <laughs> it cures fungus. Now, I would research the protocols for these things and don't do it on Google because you'll never get an answer. It's not quackery. It works. Anyway, ringworm, candida, apparently insomnia. I think that might be tied to parasites. Impotence, lupus, autoimmune diseases, your hormone imbalances, and way, way more than that. But the thing that always struck me about borax is that it does take care of mold. Do you think we should give some sort of a, a disclaimer saying that this is for entertainment purposes only? Because we're giving you motherly and sisterly advice here. And we're not advising, we're just bantering. If you'd like to listen and it might help you, that would be great. Okay. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, That's awesome. I just hate the fact that we have to do that. We're not I know. to do anything. We're just relating our experiences. I've been involved with the drug industry for my whole life. As you know, my father was a pharmacist and uh, he always cautioned me when I was so excited about being in this drugstore and sniffing at all the drugs that you're not supposed to be here. It's against the law. I said, oh, I love it here. He said, I have to tell you all drugs have side effects, but that's not true with, oh, again, I want to use that old word. I can't use it. Chinese, Asian. Japanese, Korean, Asian, <laughs> Ayurvedic medicine. There are no side effects. And that's right. And the results are permanent. Now with our medicine, if they were going to do the job, you take it one time, and that's it. Or maybe you take it a few times. This business of renewing prescriptions is absolutely unacceptable and it's archaic. Why uh, should you have to? That's ridiculous. Because they want to keep you hooked. And now they have a little implant that goes inside the pill that lets them know if you're taking it or not. Oh, I love it. Does your friend who is having the extreme problem right now, was she vaccinated against COVID? Oh, of course. Uh, There's no that, connection. There's no connection. That would explain not possibly the cancer, which definitely is related, but the advent of stupidity because she was, the, she's not a stupid on. person. She was no. right there. And now she's very brilliant. Yes, she is. I know. And but, I know you love her very much. And this is terrible, but the vaccine really does zombify people. It's, we've remarked about it. I've seen it for months, people in stores, they're just like the glazed look. They don't understand. They can't operate in any sort of efficient manner. The simplest question eludes them. That's all signs of the vaccination. And this is why I prefer to stay inside and lock my door. I was so courageous because I really value my relationships with everyone. I said, do you think that there might be a connection between the clots and the horrors oh that you're God, experiencing? <laughs> and vaccines she said absolutely not 
It's okay. It's the end so of that many, conversation. So much documentation. Have you seen the photos of the clots of course, doctors of are pulling out of the arteries? I'm sorry. You better prepare yourself. She may not make it, probably, sadly. And she knows it. And I said, no, you can do this. You'll be fine. Just let's stay positive about it. And she just doesn't want to do um, it. You're upsetting work, her. You're upsetting her belief system. No, the reason with her, it's not a belief system because at one point she was awake and aware of most yes. things. This is, she's been put into a state of stasis, S-T-A-S-I-S. This is what I got from the spirit. So the medical definition would be a stagnation in the normal flow of bodily fluids. This stasis we're talking about is completely different. The, the whole body, the mental, emotional, everything's put in a state of stasis. It's a suspended animation. Yeah. So it's one step away from coma. We apparently are coming out of COVID. Okay. Ostensibly stores are opening. People are starting to function. Some of the masks are coming off slowly. Today, I had to call our office at our condo. I had to call them. And I was told they're shut down because they all have a new virus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. They're all vaccinated, right? They're quadruple okay. jabbed. And they still, yes. got, they still got okay. it. Wow. So we have a new type of virus coming in that's causing new shutdowns. And I experienced that today. I ran right into it. Okay. so. Will there be any awakening for these people? When you go to this point where you've been jabbed four times and you're still not inoculated against a disease, would you think a light bulb would go off? Do you think? No, because no, because this is a new, uh, totally new strain. And how many times are they going to hear this? They'll be dead before they finally say, oh, wait. Going back to the Georgia guidestones, not gemstones. <laughs> Wait, I really hate gemstones again. The Georgia what? I'll be making me laugh. The Georgia guidestones, the ones that okay. want us all dead. They said that the population would go down to what number? I believe it was just 500 million. Do you think there's any possibility of that? Do you think that will happen? Good God, no. What might happen is that we're all going to leave and we'll leave the 500 million people who just refuse to wake up behind, that could happen. I agree with you. That could definitely happen. Yeah, that could be one scenario. But this is not the end of humanity here at Georgia Guidestones. Now, many sources have said that they've been destroyed, demolished, but I've not seen any videos of them completely down until now. So it looks like they're all down. I'm looking at a video right now, completely flattened. They are gone. Crumbled. Do you think Georgia is a very strange state? Could you define strange, please? We have a high, like the mountains and also the visitations of the Blessed Mother. You have those glorious times and areas of Georgia. And then you have the confusion of this whole thing with the Georgia Guidestones. And I'm just wondering what really is happening in the state of Georgia. I think you've got a, a push me, pull me situation as happened in Dr. Doolittle. You've got... <laughs> push me, pull me. I like to throw in a literary reference here and there. If you look at the map, northern Georgia, the mountains are more constitutional, right? Getting near the Ozarks, Smoky Mountains, people like their guns, they like their chewing tobacco, and mostly they're keep your hands off my body. Keep your damn inoculations to yourself.
sorry, did I just go into a Georgia twang? Now you get down to Atlanta and you're back into the urbane liberal easiness. Not everyone, but Antifa. (laughs) You're talking the people involved in the government are the absolute worst. So what can I say? You've got a identity problem and it's, it carries through with the weather because in one day you can go from freezing cold to boiling hot to rain and sometimes snow. Now that's unusual, but I have noticed that it has a definite identity problem and the snow is minimal. I will say that very minimal. In fact, they had an eighth of an inch in Atlanta a couple of years ago and it went into a complete standstill because they didn't have any snow equipment. They had no snow equipment. (laughs) They weren't expecting snow. (laughs) The problem is it's the politicians. As always, it's the politicians. No, Florida, there is a politician for the ages. If he's for real, the man is a god. Definitely. What do you think? Is he legit? Is he the real deal? Is he putting on a show? I think he's real. I think he's really the real deal. I like DeSantis very much. I think I would definitely vote for him. I don't know if he can really make it as president. I really, at this point, I don't know. I think the Democrats will be pushing so hard for a woman and another loser and somebody that we don't like, but it may happen. It really depends on, at this point in time, predictions about that are almost impossible. I do think that Trump will probably try to run again. He will will not finish out his term, even if he's elected or reelected or whatever is correct. I don't think he'll go all the way. But, and, but it, it's not about a prediction. Common sense tells you that one man cannot stand alone against the deep state. Now, there's a couple of other people here and there who seem to be quite good. A couple of really upstanding politicians who are very constitutional and very aware of the darkness that is being perpetrated on us. But DeSantis cannot stand alone in a presidency. We saw that with Trump. Yes. You need to be surrounded with people you can trust. And to this day, I don't think there was anyone, including his own children, who Trump should have trusted. The problem is one of bribery. The fact is, we don't want to be too political, but the fact is that illegal aliens are being bribed into voting. They can't even speak the language and they shouldn't even be here. I think that's only the smallest aspect of it. The voting system is completely rigged top to bottom. It doesn't matter who wins. Look at what just happened. A demented, and I do mean demented, halfwit who was (laughs) working out of his basement with crowds of three compared to Trump who had crowds of millions who had the biggest vote in history. Still, they managed to completely steal the election. And to this day, the country is divided as to if that really happened and what should be done about it. Nothing. A lot of people think that he was elected and that's that. No, he wasn't elected. He was not. I don't think they ever thought Trump would win and not by the landslide the first time in 2016. I don't think they ever expected that he would win by the landslide. He did. And they were unprepared. Second time they were prepared. You've got somebody like DeSantis, who's a man of the people, appears to be beloved and absolutely upstanding and will stand up to the deep state. I don't know how they would ever let him into office, but immigrants are not. Immigrants voting is only one aspect to it. Well, yes, the whole thing is so corrupt. I know. 
The dead people are voting too. Twice. They're voting two and three times. Exactly. You there you go. They can't even keep up with them, those cagey buggers. The point is, DeSantis can't run the country alone. He'll be in a viper's den again, like Trump. Do you have anything encouraging to say about no, where the country is heading? No, we have to throw the system out. The system has to go. Mm -hmm. People say, if you don't vote, you can't complain. I haven't voted in decades, and I have gone to voting facilities just to not vote and abstain. I even YouTubed it once because it's a ridiculous exercise. You wanted to go back to urine therapy. Yes, please. Because you were in India. Now, did they discuss that or was that covered when you were in India? What do you know about it? Oh, I've known about it for years, haven't you? Oh, yes. But I'm just saying when you were in India, did that topic come up at all? No, it did not. Okay. I, I don't think it did. The place that I was in was not particularly American. It was more like there were more Indians there than anybody else. It was an Ayurvedic I don't know what word to use, clinic, a place where How you- How about spa? Really didn't qualify as a spa, but okay. It was in the Kambator, in the lower southwestern corner, if you can call it a corner. The reason I went there was because they were doing traditional treatments, which are very hard to get. And they cost a fortune and they really rake you over the coals because they make it into a spa with little drinks and things. And that's not it. You want Karma which is the five bodily processes. And that's what I wanted to learn about and experience. Plus there was a wonderful doctor there by the name of Dr. Muli, who I'm still in contact with, lovely man and so intelligent and gifted and wants to help people for free. He was totally not into money. The exact opposite of Western medicine. But in China, if they don't, if you're not cured, you don't have to pay. I like that. Okay, wow, go ahead. that's a good policy. <laughs> so, I think I told you this. I saw the most amazing thing while I was there. I saw a lot of amazing things. The cook, Shangan, who was an Ayurvedic cook. First of all, everything's vegetarian. And I was there for five weeks and I never, ever noticed that there was no meat. It was so delicious. But Ayurvedic cooking in and of itself is a glorious experience because they balanced the five tastes. And that's part of the healing process. You've got bitter... <laughs> astringent, salty, sweet, which are the two the Americans have. I forgot what the last one is. Sour? Yes. So he balanced his meals that way? He actually did that? The man is brilliant, impoverished. They all live on the edge of poverty. They walk barefoot to their home villages. If they don't have work, they don't eat. So I said, Shangan, where did you learn this amazing? Because I've never tasted food the way he created it. He said at his mother's kitchen. Oh my goodness. Can you tell us what Panchacola is? Next to Pensacola in Florida? Oh, <laughs> oh Panchacarma, is that what that is? Yes, Panchacarma. I'm reading the actual definition. A fivefold detoxification treatment involving massage, herbal therapy, and other procedures. So what it was, and this is why I had such a hard time finding it, it's the real authentic Ayurveda. And they do things like drip oil on your forehead and pound you with little bags of flour. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fascinated. This is great. And it's 
part of the bodily purification. Look, you don't ask questions because when you get into the treatment rooms, you're dealing with people who barely speak English, but they've done it their whole lives as part of their culture. And they're not highly trained technicians. They're just people who are well-versed in Ayurveda. It's part of their way of life. So they say, lie here, do this. You just do it. <laughs> and they pour things on you and pound you and not in a bad way. They rub things in. Tea is the oil. They didn't use it on me. There's one that goes in through the nose, sinus, and a lot of other treatments with the hands and rubbing. They have a big wooden table that's got to be several hundred years old with channels around the side. So all the stuff drains out. That's panchakarma, but that's only part of it. The other part is the diet, which is balanced. So the whole system is based on balance imbalance creates illness. And the first thing they work on is the digestive system. And that is why you need to really pay attention to what you're eating and how the foods and the spices interact with one another and in your body. But once they go from digestion, then they go to the other systems, which is a little different than the Chinese. They go with the first system that's the most out of whack. And then they go from there, but it's still similar in how they address the body. Can you Correct me. How do I, you... I don't know. I'm fascinated. Yeah. I'm just listening. With the Chinese, and I imagine the Korean system might be similar, is that they look at your fingertips or your tongue, and even then they don't even have to. You can just walk in and they figured it out. They know where to start. And sometimes it's the circulatory system. But back to the Ayurvedic. So we're made of doses. You know this, right? Yeah. Yes. And if your dosha is out of balance... That needs to be put back in place. There's a kapha, pitta, vata. We're all a combination. You need to make sure that you're not out of balance and the medicines help put you back in. What medicine? Don't skim over there. You well, tell us everything. One more thing before we go to that. There's some kind of food that's very soft and palatable. And it's all different kinds. That's called sattvic. And that is not hard to digest and it doesn't put you out of balance. I would imagine it's something like chicken soup. It cures, but it's not a medicine. It helps put your body in less distress and you need less to work on it because it's easily digested and not harmful. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Yes. That's, okay. That's so moving on to the medicines, I misspoke. They're not medicines, they're herbs. And what doctor had explained to me is that at one time there were, I believe, 900,000 herbs in India that formed the full Ayurvedic pharmacopoeia. The Vedics had written about it back in the ring cycle. And a lot of that information was destroyed. Who destroyed it? I don't know. Okay. This is not stuff that you can easily find. It's word of mouth. They know this. A lot of the herbs have been destroyed by urban growth and they have to grow in the right place. They have to be in the shade on a mountainside. You know how it works. So Chinese is the same. You don't of just course. go have any old goat horn, you need the one from the mountain. I'm making that up. But the point is that a lot of these herbs have disappeared. So part of his life work and others is to try to recapture and to regrow a lot of the missing herbs. So I asked these questions, how successful is it and how effective? And this is his big sadness that it is not as effective as it once was, although it still is and probably far superior to what we have here but it's not as effective because they're missing a lot of the herbs. So there are people who've devoted their lives to recreating these, what would you call them? 
herb farms and trying to replace the missing ones. What I wanted to tell you that was the most amazing story. I was sitting in Dr. Mooley's office when he kept having this loud argument with somebody and he would hang up in frustration and say, he's a doctor and he just won't listen. He did it with a very thick Indian act. A doctor, I, don't, I can't even, I can't do it. <laughs> but he, he was, Dr. Mooley was very upset. But what the story was, he finally convinced this doctor to bring his wife to the clinic because she was 99.9% .9 dead and her kidneys had failed. He said, what do you have to lose? Just take her. I will fix her. Just come in. And he had to travel. He wasn't close by. It was several hours worth of travel, but they managed to get this poor woman in. I saw her come in and she was lifeless. She couldn't stand. She couldn't walk. She couldn't eat. She couldn't smile. She couldn't move. And her doctor husband, who is medical, strangely enough, in India, very medical, really, this was only because it was a last resort. In no less than three days, Dr. Mooley had her almost back to perfect health. And I was sitting across the table with her, enjoying tea and lunch, having a lovely conversation. It was a miracle beyond a miracle. If she had stayed one more hour in the clutches of the medical society, she would have been dead. Why don't you and Dr. Mooley write a book together? We tried, but I... <laughs> He sent me his notes. I can't even decipher his notes. Good idea. Oh, Would you like to take a look? <laughs> that's terrible. We'll get there. That is something that I don't have time for right now, but I did try and he was more than willing, but this is very obtuse. It would probably take me five years. It's that thick and dense and you have to learn it. They don't go easy on you. They want you to know the real deal, the whole thing. So you can't just skim across the surface. But I did have him read my book on iron weight loss. And what and he did he said, say? He said it was completely accurate. And he said it was remarkable for somebody who hadn't studied it. And I did study it, but I, <laughs> I, I studied it in my way, not their way. <laughs> so you studied it. Maybe a lot of it was intuitive from a past life. Of course. And our growing up and we bring forth a body of knowledge and awareness and intuition, and we can figure things out. And I did my own course of study, which was not five years. <laughs> <laughs> Probably about three weeks. <laughs> like that. I think we're very fast learners and I absorb as you do absorb and assimilate. And then I'm here, I think, sorry to be talking so much, but I think one of my roles here out of many is to be able to take complicated material and distill it into something understandable and relatable and usable. Let's emphasize usable because people who talk, and I'm not putting Dr. Mooley down by any stretch of the imagination. He is wonderful, but they go through years and years of study. I sat in some of his classrooms. It's so in depth and intense. You're just like, your eyes are rolling in your head and I'm capable of understanding that kind of material. It's just that it takes so much brain power. We're not used to it anymore. Who was in his class? People who came from all over to study with him. And they were able to understand? Had okay. they been involved for a while? or I think some of them were going on years of study. I was there for five weeks, so I didn't have the same kind of investment in it. I was there to listen in and observe and as, absorb as much as I could. Some of them were going to become Ayurvedic practitioners. Oh, okay. So they probably had been involved with this for a long time. Not on the fast track that you were on. Okay, but that's really right. fascinating. But you and I both share this distaste for people who make things, this is different now. This is different than learning a very ancient and in-depth scientific 
field. I'm talking about in general, though, you and I have a distaste for people who mystify things and make them unreachable or unattainable and unusable. So many people do that and they build themselves up as the only source of that information or you have to pay a lot of money for it. This guru complex. They cloak it in the esoteric vibration. But a, but a horse of any other color is still a horse. Is that the same? <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I have a question for you. I was going to ask you about abortion. Yeah, what about it? What do you think about it? And do you think men should have a vote? See, now we're talking two different subjects at once. No, it's the same subject. No, it is not. What do I think about abortion? I believe wholeheartedly it is a woman's choice until the fetus becomes viable, period, end of story. When you say viable, there are many variations of that. That they, There are accepted norms of when a fetus becomes viable. I believe it's five months, whatever it is, whatever the medical community is saying. Yeah. I don't know. I think viable must be earlier than that. For sake of argument, let's say four and a half months. Okay. But because anything earlier than that really isn't that viable. When you say viable, what does that mean? can live outside the mother's body. I want to make a point because you say, what do I think about abortion? Because what they did, now remember I was out there rioting against any kind of restrictions on a woman's body back in the eighties, nineties, whatever. I'm like, how dare you keep your hands off my body? It's not your call. But what happened is that they turned it into a satanic ritual. And it became a bloodbath where you can murder children, nine-month-old fetuses, and you can kill them outside the body, and you can let them die outside the body. You're not allowed to resuscitate them or to give them any aid if they survive the abortion. And certain governors like Northrop in Virginia, Cuomo in New York, delighted in the fact that you could kill a baby after it was born. So this became a political whipping stick. It does not belong in politics. It is not a political issue. These guys who are arguing it, they don't care. They're just using it to bring you over to one side or another. We're on the side of humanity. And the side of humanity states that once a baby can be born safely and stay alive, then it should be considered viable and it should not be killed. I know people will argue this, but there are very few medical reasons to terminate a pregnancy in the latter part of the, of the pregnancy, the medical reasons, right? So after five months or so, the reasons for termination dwindle. But if there is a life-saving measure being considered, then the mother and the doctor should make the decision and the husband, they should make it together. But ultimately it's the woman's choice. Do I want to live? Do I want my baby to live? Hmm. That's in the latter part of this pregnancy. But this has become a satanic ritual. There's a, a huge market for baby parts. It is a market, same as cancer, what we were talking about before. These fetuses are being sold for their organs. Project Veritas has tape of Planned Parenthood people explaining how the process works and how much you can get for each organ. It's not mm -hmm. about a woman's body anymore. It became a political issue. It doesn't belong in the political arena. So what happened is the other side, and I don't agree with either side, to be honest with you, I am for humanity. The other side got pissed off, Louisiana, whoever else, 
and they revoked all abortion rights because they're trying to balance it out. And when you say balance it out, what does that mean? The murders of babies occurring in the liberal states and the women who are parading around on record, on YouTube and elsewhere, gleefully saying, I had nine abortions. I'm in my ninth month and I just had an abortion because I can. Those women, they're satanic. They don't know it, but they're being used by the dark side. And I'm going to say anything after five months is a baby murder. It could be before five though. It's feeding the dark side. It's giving them ammunition. And you know what? They're dividing us against one another when it should be us united against them. Of course, no man should have any say over a woman's body. Of course not. But that's not the point. The point is that the babies are being murdered. You don't know before five months that you're pregnant. Rape victims, incest victims, or accidentally get pregnant. You don't know before five months or four and a half months. You don't know. It could be they're conflicted. They don't know what to do. Make a decision. You have three days. And here's the other thing that abortion clinics do. They don't counsel. They say they do, but they don't. They make the alternative to an abortion untenable. And it's so easy to get an abortion. And it's so cheap because we fund it that there's no deterrent to it. There should be a three-day waiting period. So at least you can go home and think about it. Talk about it if your partner, if you have one parent or your best friend, whomever, or just think about it and meditate, talk to God and figure it out if you want to do it. Should it be available to poor women? Absolutely. It should be publicly funded, but it's been so misused. Let me tell you another thing, excuse me for going off on a tirade here, but it's a slush fund. It's a slush fund. There's so many billions of dollars going into the Planned Parenthood abortion. It's a way for them to launder money and get it back. These politicians who are out there touting women's rights, it's bull. They're they're lining their own pockets. They're getting kickbacks from every possible angle. And also they're feeding on the satanic rituals involved in murdering children. So it's the wrong argument. I'm sorry. It is not about women's rights and should a man have anything to do with it. It's about get it out of politics. It doesn't belong there. I agree with that. I'm not disagreeing. People are like, oh, Roe versus Ward. Well, let me tell you, that woman, Jane Roe, whatever her real name was, I forget now, had a deathbed confection of how she was paid. She got so much money for every talk she gave. She didn't care about abortion. She wasn't raped by 11 men or whatever the story was. It was all made up. She was just a fake figurehead to get it pushed through the courts. Now, that's also irrelevant. And women should have the right to terminate without having to resort to life-threatening measures. There used to be a process called menstrual extraction that you could have done in a period of time if you were less than 10 days late. And that to me was a dream come true for so many people who really needed help. They do have the morning after pill, which is... Yeah, but that only works some of the time. That has to be a certain period of time. I don't want to get into that. I just wanted to say about the menstrual. Days also, I think it's the same length of time. Something similar. But the menstrual extraction was terrific. And it was almost guilt-free because you never knew if you were late or pregnant or what. But you knew that it was easy and cheap and fast. And somebody forced himself on you. And you just know your period was late. And they said, no, you can't have that anymore. Same with the morning after pill. If you don't know, you're uncertain, you go to the pharmacy, you take it just in case. 
it's very difficult to be a woman. That's all I can say. Nobody should tell anybody what to do with your body. It's such a complicated process. So agreed. I have nothing else to say, but good luck. <laughs> God bless us. No one in politics should be discussing this. This has nothing to do with them. They are merely using it to divide the people. No one cares about us, about the women. It's, it's true. It's true. I'm not disagreeing with anything. Tell me, please, before we depart, our friends here, would they like to say anything? Because we've been talking a lot. What's going on with our astral friends, with the collective? That's so funny. As you said that, a big light bulb came on. <laughs> and <laughs> he said, Tesla was talking about Edison and he said that they had been great friends. They had a really wonderful relationship. And then at a certain point, Tesla started speaking very, in a very advanced, with very advanced technology that Edison was having a problem accepting or dealing with. That's what he's telling me now with the light bulb going on and off. And at that point, a lot was stolen from him. But he said he wanted to give a big thank you to Westinghouse. Yes because I'm trying to understand what he's saying. Now, I at one point had actually worked for Westinghouse, so I can no one even knows about Westinghouse anymore. But at, that, at the time of their greatest success, Tesla was really in trouble. And in such a, he's describing it as such, a, as such abject poverty. He was living on almost scraps of food that he was sharing with New York City birds. He was living in the Hotel New Yorker, Telling me the New Yorker. He's talking about the Westinghouse company that recognized his dire straits and they came to his financial aid. He wanted to thank Westinghouse. That's what it was because they were able to pay his hotel bill. He was talking about the hotel and Westinghouse. So that's, that was the message well, that he was just delivering. But Westinghouse owed a lot to Nikola Tesla. They did. They stole thousands and thousands of dollars from him. This is what he's saying now, that he right. was tremendously ripped off by Westinghouse, which I did not realize. Westinghouse paid for his hotel room, but why didn't he give him some food too? They did not do that, but they owed him incalculable amounts of money is what he's saying. But at least they did that. And he appreciated that because he had a roof over his head, but they should have given him food. But to show the generosity of his spirit, Whatever scraps he had, very little, like whatever he could get at the hotel, he shared with birds, his companions. So he wants to say that. But he's still thanking Westinghouse, even though they should have been arrested, probably, for stealing. Uh, alternating current totally made Westinghouse's fortune. Yes. On the map. Absolutely. The least he should have done is paid for the hotel. It's shameful that Tesla was so hungry. It's just awful. Very thin. He was down to bones and nobody was helping him with food. It was just like, like whatever he could, could gather. And still he shared that, the little bit that he had. He says, if you look at my final photos or oh, however, yeah. get to extremely thin. I've seen them. It's terrible. I've noticed that. I knew he was starving. My heart breaks for him. So how is he now and what's going on with the collective? He says he's robust. Ah, that's wonderful. <laughs> he's robust and he's so happy about the fact that people are starting to, in some small way, acknowledge his teachings, but yeah. they're still going to be stolen and it's still going to be distorted. Plus, 
he's talking about we're messing with energy that we should not be messing with at this yeah. time. Yes. So reminiscent of Atlantis. Yes. Okay. What is that called? Because he's talking about the fact that what? Pardon me. Playing God. Right. It's a God. It's a dealing with the God particle. Oh, is, not the CERN. Is he talking about? Yes, that? he's talking about CERN. Yes, because uh, he's saying the big C, and he said that went into effect on seven six. I guess yeah. it was yesterday. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's okay. seven. Okay. He's, he's always talking about numbers, and I'm not very good at numbers. But he's saying it went into effect. CERN was fired up on seven six. I don't know what that means. Yes, yesterday. That's correct. Okay. And he said that it's not being used correctly and it's the God particle, but it's taken out of context and they're using it to the greater detriment of mankind. So can we do anything about it? He does not have an answer to that. He's oh, just oh. quiet. Okay. It's, can we protect ourselves? He said it's a matter of energy. It's a matter of raising the frequency of the entire planet so oh. that we understand what we're dealing with. You have forces of darkness that are dealing with energy that they really don't understand. This is like an old story going back to Atlantis. It's like the same thing repeating itself again. But I don't believe that this time we're going to have mass destruction. But what's happening are changes like changes in the weather, tidal waves. You're going to be seeing tidal waves where they should not be occurring. You're going to see tsunamis that never occurred before. A lot of it has to do with what happened yesterday with the firing up of CERN. The, the big CERN, he calls it the big C. Okay, the firing up of that is going to cause further tilting of the planet. Hmm. So I know that we're way over time, so I don't want to say anything else, but I thank oh, him very mind. much. Is there anything else on their minds? Anything else they want to share? The most important thing is to either stop or enlighten the forces of darkness that are firing up the CERN energy. It will not be able to be stopped, but it could be altered with less stupidity on the planet. And the stupidity is what we were talking about before, about lack of acknowledgement of truth. There has to be a greater truth factor. Or what's going to happen hmm. is further earthquakes, volcanoes, hmm. eruptions. It's a tilting. The tilting of the earth is what's causing it. And CERN is going to accelerate that. Can it be stopped? Probably not, but what would help a lot is awareness and truth. Sure. If people can stop and say, what is the truth here? What are we really dealing with? Like at the time of Tesla, they would not deal with truth at that time. They dealt with thievery instead. We're, de we're dealing with individuals like your friend in the hospital who have been vaccinated now four times, some of them, and chemtrailed and fluoridated and you name it, and they're not capable of seeing the light. How can you penetrate this? Those of us who are out here trying to do our best to awaken, how do we do this? It's okay to say we need people to wake up, but that's not- Okay, that's not the answer is at the very beginning of our time together today, we said, God bless the web, the internet. It's such an incredible source of garbage and truth. Okay, so once again, we have to use our discernment. And if you listen to a lot of the information, like five years ago, this would not be possible to have had this conversation because it was too soon.
But now, thanks to the web, we have tremendous truth coming forward. And we have truth tellers like you, Lane Keller, and I'd like to think I'm one also. We have the opportunity of the more truth that comes out, the more light comes onto the planet, and the less you'll have of volcanic eruptions well, and tsunamis. I would say, now I've been at this truth game for many years, and I would say the stuff that's, except for the new stuff that has to do with COVID or the, the, the deaths that are coming out from the vaccines, that's more recent, but all in all, the uncovering of the globalist plot to destroy humanity, that's all out there. It's been out there for years. Yeah, but now there's greater awareness because more and more people are hopping on board the web and they're oh. availing themselves of new services. Just look at yourself. Look how a year ago you did not have the voice that you have now. You didn't have the coverage that you have now. I just know from the amount of people I hear that we should have far more views than are showing up. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of it is censored. A lot of it is cut back and suppressed, but you will overcome that. You are able to reach people and you're bringing tremendous awareness. Your work has always been the same. Your ability to deliver light is what's improving because of technology. It's just, it's very, it's very hard for all of us and yourself included. We are very aware that unless humanity wakes up, it's probably going to be destroyed or at least a version of destruction, which like we talked before could remain in this 3D structure, right? I don't know what that means. Okay, a lot of people are going to come to the vaccine. No. We know this. The Arcturians told us a year and a half ago, remember? Okay, so you have the succumbing of, to the jab. When COVID first began, we asked them how long. They said three years. Okay, so we're almost at the three-year point. We will be next February. So maybe that's what is needed to shake humanity up. And they also said that it was going to get far worse before it got better because humanity needs to be woken up. Yeah, but there's going to be another virus coming in. Which, so what? We've had so many. What is this? The flu again? The colds? What? No, this is a variation of COVID. But don't you think most people are caught on to that by now and they're sick of it? They're tired of the games, the monkey games. They don't want masks. They don't want to be jabbed. They're seeing that the jabs don't work. A lot of them. I don't know what the question or statement is. You just said there's going to be another version. So what's going to happen? One would hope that we, it's more of an awakening process, but you can see how shut down people are that they're not anxious to, to deal with the truth. Do our friends in the astral have anything they wish to impart? They would like you. By you, it means everybody. They would like us, all of us, they would like all of you, all of us, to counteract the energy that's being forced mm. on the Earth and stern. Okay. And that can be done with positive thoughts and prayer, meditation, and being in fresh air. When you go outside, or you put your feet in grass, or you buy water, or any, anything natural, or trees, especially trees, because trees are our friends. Ask for the energy on the earth that's so negative 
to be reversed and to keep it more in balance so that we don't have anything negative happen more than is necessary. Okay, that's a brilliant idea. Thank you. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it, it really should. It came from a very high place. So I know that it's probably true. They're asking you, by you, it's a universal you, yes. to keep the energy positive. Okay. Music will help. Only mm. certain kinds of music, not rap. It's music that makes you feel good. Okay. That elevates the soul, that brings joy. Exactly. That's beautiful. We can do that. Right, guys? We can do this. All right. Absolutely. And animals are very helpful, too. Yes, they are. They're lovely. Don't get too close to the big ones, like the bears. Oh, come on. <laughs> they're not always friendly, and they can be hungry. <laughs> yeah, but they're they... not going to come after a big old human. If they're really hungry, they'll eat a smallish animal. But mostly they like nuts and berries and honey. They will attack a person. If you've startled them and they have young nearby. If they have young nearby. What you do is you make noise. If there's any kind of possibility there's a bear nearby, you make noise so that you don't startle them. It gives them an opportunity to move away. They're not going to ask for a fight. They don't want to fight. They just want to protect their young. Or if you scare them unexpectedly, that's not good. So you make noise. And you wave your <laughs> You literally wave your arms to make yourself look bigger. I saw a video today of a guy doing it, and it actually worked. If you put yourself down very flat on the ground, they won't know what to make of it. I wouldn't do that. That puts you, you in very vault. No, no. If you can't, if you can't outrun the bear, which I know you cannot, <laughs> you can make yourself very flat, and they're going to say, "What the heck?" I that. that puts you in a very vulnerable position. I would wave my arms make noise, growl back at them, but I would not lie down. You're going to growl back at the bear. Yes. <laughs> make it understood that if they're going to fight, that they're going to have a fight on their hands. Not, you're not going to lie down. <laughs> this reminds me of the time you told me you went to a class in Pennsylvania about bears, about how to protect yourself. No, that, yes, I did do that. I went there, but I thought you were talking about when I channeled the bear. Oh, that was a different, no, that was a different, different, different situation. So we'll talk about that another time. But yes, I did go to a class on how to protect yourself around bears. <laughs> and what did they tell you? I'm dying to know. And then what I'm telling you, make noise so you don't startle any. And this is the same talk we got in Alaska. Oh, those many years ago when the bears were not little black bears on the East Coast, they were grizzlies. So... You've got bear bells. Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> You've got bear bells. As you walked on the tundra, literally in Denali Park, you were supposed to make noise. I was with my <laughs> husband at the time. And as we have this talk, which I believe was down in Anchorage, I think so. Anyway, he was scoffing and laughing. We get up to Denali. Guess who's ringing his bells and singing at the top of his lungs all the time to scare the bears away. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. But you also have bear spray. Yeah. I never had to use it, but I did set it off in my kitchen once by mistake. On that note, I say thank you, Lane. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Much love. And remember, talk to the animals and trees and let's counteract CERN with high vibration, understanding that we can fix this and laughter and love. 
Saturn is trying to create a, a new God system. So we already have a God system that works perfectly well. We don't need Saturn to create a new God creation. I think that's really what it's about. I don't know if you agree with that. I think so. And I wonder who their God is. You well, remember Church an- Lady? truer words were never spoken (laughs) thank you all thank you all right thank you joyce thank you nikola tesla and the collective (laughs) absolutely appreciate you being here bye 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 you've been listening to talking galactic with joyce keller and lane keller to connect with joyce and lane or to check out our other shows head to lifesource.global And don't forget, hit the like, subscribe and share buttons. This show has been brought to you by Source Light Productions.